0: Welcome back to CORE. It is CORE for January 14th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson. That is uh, John Jagger right there. Hi, John. Hello. Hi. Now, here's the funny thing. We sit here and we we intro the show as if we haven't already been talking for like 35 minutes before the show, and you're saying, whoa, what? What content is that? You can find out for yourselves if you become a patron at patreon.com slash core show, because over there, we put up tons of extra content as part of our weekly endeavor here. So do you want bonus content? Do you want the other rewards that are available to you? Check it out, patreon.com slash core show. We're going to dive into what we've been uh, seeing in the news this week before we talk about what we're playing. And I have a few surprises, so stay tuned. John, did you hear there was some big news this week? Uh, Not a a lot of news, but big news.
1: The nerd Venn diagram, uh, if you hang out somewhere in the middle of things, you were a very happy person this week.
0: I agree. So let's start with the first one. Um, this, I didn't see this coming. I had no idea this was happening. Uh, and, then for, and the first news I heard about it was, oh, there's some stuff leaking or, or uh, getting thrown around the Internet. Saw some stuff on Twitter and Facebook saying that LucasArts was relaunching basically their gaming brand. And that surprised me because uh, they had uh, Disney, who now owns LucasArts or owns, you know, everything Star Wars related or whatever, um, shut down their own studios like Disney Interactive was a thing for years. Uh, They had a huge office here with hundreds of employees. They were mainly working on that Infinity project they were doing, and they got closed down all of it. Um, They basically said, look, we don't want to make games here at Disney anymore uh and maintain these studios instead we're going to partner with others give them the IPs and let them make games and at the time they made an exclusivity deal with electronic arts um ea you know ea sports it's in the game you know the you know the company anyway they had a mixed a, a sort of a mixed relationship ended up happening there we got a couple of really good games out of that and we got some very controversial moments out of there uh, regarding microtransactions and loot chests and things like this, uh, famously with Battlefront Two, uh, Battlefront One, Battlefront One and Two were were big successes. But uh, you know, uh, they, we had to wait a while before we heard something else, and then we got the uh, 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 what's it called, uh, redhead Jedi man. What's his name? again? What's that one again?
1: Oh, Jedi Fallen Order.
0: Jedi Fallen Order, which is uh, again EA um, with uh, Respawn as the developer, an amazing game. Everyone loves that game. But everything else kind of fair to Midland. A lot of mobile stuff happened uh, in those years uh, between now, then and now. And now suddenly it's like, whoa, LucasArts, the studio behind such hits as Full Throttle. And uh, I can't think of any other point clicks, but all those old point and click adventures. Grim Fandango. There you go. Sam and Max, one and two, I believe. Uh, The the Secret
1: of Monkey Island.
0: Yes. All of those. Basically the stuff that Telltale picked up the rope and ran with uh, those games. Plus, you know, X-Wing and TIE Fighter and all the rad games they used to make. So yeah. anyway, so I see this logo and I'm like, what the frick? They're doing this again? And that's exactly what they're doing. Now, basically, this is what it comes down to. They didn't announce any strictly internal development, but that basically they're, they're like, with this new banner, we're going to revive a lot of stuff. We're going to bring some things back. We're also going to license some of those game projects to uh be developed into television series and movies there's a full throttle movie coming by the way which is weird but sure why not um i wonder if that'll be animated it just hit me that that would be cool if it was animated.
1: i mean if you ever want to go down an interesting rabbit hole yeah look at how the pirates of the caribbean movie has its roots as a secret of monkey island movie what
0: is that true is that true I didn't know this. Yes,
1: It's a very snake eating its own tail sort of business of I, I think it was Spielberg wanted to make a movie based on the game. That didn't happen. Then this it, it just goes in a circle. It's a fun rabbit hole to go down, especially if you like the Monkey Island games. But the Pirates of the Caribbean movie has roots in the secret. Of
0: well, the yes. first movie is a damn good movie. The rest of the movies are excrement. They're not good. They're terrible. But that first movie is great. I love that first movie. Still, to this think, day, I'll watch I it. I think
1: the second one is not as bad. Second one's but okay, it's, but
0: it's still not as good as the first one.
1: It's made worse by the third. It's oh, one yeah. of those rare cases where you're like, you know, if they stick this landing, the second one could be good. Yeah. But then they don't. And so you look at the second one as a bit of a waste because you're, you know, it's a bridge to a bad movie.
0: Bunch of chatter uh, uh, thrown out 1313 and whether that'll ever get made. This was the game that was announced right around the time Disney made their purchase of Star Wars and announced the EA thing. And a trailer was shown um, that looked pretty next generation-y, which I guess then would have been this generation we just finished with. Anyway... 1313 looked cool. It was like underground, sort of, you know, the dark side of, of Star Wars, the nitty gritty on the streets, sort of, um, you know, a scoundrel business. And it looked really cool. And then that got canceled. And there have been other canceled projects. And that all sucks. But now we know they're working on a new game. And they're not working with EA on this game. Although EA continues to be a partner to, to do stuff. We don't know how much in the future, but they're, you know, still making games. But they are now partnering with Ubisoft, specifically the Division two team. And they're making an open world Star Wars game. So we got to talk about what that means. I about lost my because. Go ahead.
1: Well, I'm excited, but I will say the Division one and two is one of the only Ubisoft titles I have not ever played.
0: You should try Two sometime Two is a i think a very good one of those i mean it's a looter shooter, right It's like destiny, but it's really good for what for what it's meant to be, like what they're trying to do with that thing. I think the division two is actually a pretty great uh game but but the the lineage of And that's the other thing with Ubisoft. They have employees that get passed all over the place, different projects. Like you might be on Assassin's Creed one day that launches. They're like, all right, we need somebody over here on the new whatever. And then you go work on that and it's a totally different game. But I think there's a lot of shared DNA when it comes to open world games and their philosophy toward those. Some want to just melt that down and say, well, that just means towers to climb and stuff on a map to finish. I understand. They're known for that. I get it. Far Cry did it. Assassin's Creed does it. Uh, to some degree, Immortals does it. Um, so I get it, right? They have a pattern, they have a structure, and they kind of stick to that structure. Uh, the Division's very different, though, although still open-worldy, but it's always it's also open-world and event-based. So um, while there are instances and uh, quote-unquote dungeon-type things that you'll phase into with with players to do, there's also a lot of open-world stuff that just sort of pops off all the time, like a lot of events. Again, very Destiny-like, Destiny 2-like. Um, So anyway, whether this – see, what I have a bigger question about is, is this a third-person game like The Division 2? Is this a first-person game? Is this – like, what is this? What I hope it is is third-person, because I prefer those, um, when it comes to a game where uh, it's all about skins and changing your dude up and uh, seeing the action. I'd I'd really prefer it not be first-person, but we'll see. Anyway, no details in that regard. We just know that it will be, quote unquote, an open world game set in the Star Wars universe. And to me, that just opens a million possibilities from a studio who knows how to make open world games, very popular, very high selling ones, and a direct working relationship with Disney LucasArts. Seems like this could lead to something awesome. But I think that will depend. This is where maybe things are controversial. This is going to depend on how much they learn from this EA period. And it's easy out there just to go, well, this is an EA problem. I disagree. I think this is a Disney, Star Wars, Kathleen Kennedy slash others involved with running that IP. It's a them problem. And it's an easy to understand why they have it problem, though, because this is a this is a property and, a, and, a, and an intellectual property that has been around now for how long freaking 40 something years it's yeah. the most prized uh genre ip i can think of i mean i'm trying to think of something bigger i can't star wars is the biggest right is there anything bigger i mean marvel I mcu mean, stuff comes marvel's close.
1: making a case for itself but that's still relatively new like right. that's it's prized because of the past you know 10 years or so
0: right and so I think it's still that. And because it's that. I think that they were way too careful in the beginning. And I think it shows in those three movies that they put out. I think those movies are way too careful and cautious. And that's why they came out kind of. And in the end, they're very, they're very generic to me. Like, I have no desire to go. All right. I'm pretty stoked. Let's do a marathon this weekend and watch episodes seven through nine. I don't think about that at all. Like, I'm not interested. I'd rather watch the Mandalorian again from season 1 yeah. forward or something. Um and so I think that the the film side of it and just that IP side of it were way too careful and cautious. I think Mando and some other things have helped inform that process, I hope. And I think this probably represents them reaching out a little bit, branching out, letting loose a little bit, not being so stringent and so freaking careful with this with this holy thing. Um and doing it in a way that that brings in other people besides the people that are at EA. Because I've heard from some inside people, and I can't say their names or they would be fired. But there are people I know who worked on those games who said, you would not believe what a pain in the ass Disney was to work with on this stuff. They are. Yeah.
1: And there's some of that stuff that came out very publicly where, especially around the loot boxes for Battlefront 2, there were people saying, We hear it all the time. People are like, why didn't you put skins in this game? We wanted to. They said no. Yeah. Like, we were literally being told that we couldn't change the color of a lightsaber. Like, you know, so those are stories that have, you know, kind of leaked out through various news stories. It sounds like Disney has an incredibly tight rein on that, even to the degree. And this was one that came out pretty common. They didn't like the idea of characters from different eras in the star Wars movies being able to interact. Yeah. And that showed in the early product as well. It might still be that way, uh, with a couple of exceptions, but you know, like you have to stick to the era. You can't have, um, you know, you can't have Kylo Ren fighting the, uh, I guess the emperor would actually make sense, but you can't <laughs> have him fighting charge our anyway. right? whatever. Right. <laughs> Um, like it's dumb. It's really dumb when you get right down to it, but that is the kind of tight leash that they've had on that thing, which is, you know, you look at the Mandalorian and you think, well, it's a miracle. This got made I, as amazing. well as rebels and clone wars and kind of the stuff that secretly walked around in the background doing really cool, neat, edgy things, uh, that they were allowed to get away with because they weren't a movie.
0: Yeah. Well, your Holy grail movie stuff was just so carefully controlled and it felt, it felt like it We're audiences aren't dumb. We may have not known explicitly, but you can feel this sense of like, Oh, okay, well that's all expected. <laughs> like they're not really pushing anything. And the, and the kinds of fan services, the movies did were careful fan service and very deliberate fan service, the Mando fan service. And there's a ton of it feels earned. And I don't know why the difference is there, but that's the point. Is It feels like maybe they said, look, Favreau, have, your, have a little more rope. We're, we're giving you a shot here. You've done great things for this studio. What can you do here? And arguably the man who launched MCU with Iron Man 1 and who said, I don't want to direct any more of these after 2 because that was them getting weird in 2. There's a bunch of stories you can read about that. Um, they let him have his way. He got the right people around him and i think he proved it i think the i think 2 years of mando is the reason we're maybe seeing this loosening up i hope so yeah hopefully that reflects in the other shows they're doing now and they're working on but in particular this game <clears throat> and i hope that they they get to do something really special with it um they have a ton of job listings there's all sorts of uh i've been i'm mining that trying to think well what would this if it's this person they're hiring now what does that mean does that mean that they are going to do a lot of this sort of technical work, which means this kind of game or whatever. So it should be fun for you and I to kind of bounce around what we want. So what, if you had your say and you're like, all right, an open world game that implies side quests, main story, you know, all that we know about open world games, everything from GTA to Assassin's Creed and everything in between, what do you want to see from this?
1: I think this is a perfect kind of place to do your non-Jedi kind of game. I think this is where you put in, like, you know, you call it Star Wars Bounty Hunters or something like that. There was already a Bounty Hunter game. But, uh, (laughs) you know, you put a bunch of Bounty Hunters or smugglers or roguish types, you know, people with guns and blasters and gadgets, and you make a game like that. And I I think this is the time for something like that because it's rarely done. I think shows like the Mandalorian uh, getting away from Jedi stuff uh, for the most part, it's still there obviously, but I, I think doing that uh, has always been interesting. Republic commando is one of my favorite star Wars games ever made and it's there's no Jedi in it. Right. Uh, so I think, I think that's what I want to see. I don't want a open world lightsaber thing. Cause I think it gets weird as cool as it would be. Now you've got weird rules of, okay, well, what do you do when you're supposed to be this knight of peace and you're running around cutting people in half just in a village because that they gave you a lightsaber in a video game, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is maybe where you go for kind of that gritty, realistic uh, sci-fi star Wars business.
0: Right. I mean, the, the the nice thing about, it's funny you said that, that one of your favorite games had no Jedi in it. One of my favorite things about Mando is that there were barely any Jedi in it and when there were it just felt like a, a moment of earned Uh, it was a moment of, of earned Jedi but also I was happy to see it because I wasn't force fed it. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't just yeah. pounded it in my head all week but, oh, or all year. All these These guys are the Jedi. They're here to... Eh. It wasn't that. It was hey, you want to you want to have this story and then have in desserts. you don't want dessert every day, is what I'm saying. You want it yeah. or not every day. You don't want dessert for for dinner. You want dinner, then dessert. These are terrible metaphors, and I'm going to stop now. But the point is, uh, to celebrate all of this, I played squadrons, like I told you I would.:
1: Oh, and, uh, really? Okay. Yeah,
0: I think squadrons is cool. Now, one little caveat that I will mention is that I am now playing it on a 3080 uh with 144 hertz screen 32 inch screen and it's glorious uh wow like in a way that maybe um i mean i guess let me put it this way i hadn't played squadrons until i had all that set up and then i was like kind of blown away like that game looks really good running at like 120 frames and it's just insane uh Anyway, beautiful game, had a blast with it, and uh, I would like to see more of that thing. Honestly, like, I had a lot of fun in there. Yeah. It's good. You know what else is good? The human face rigging in that game is really good. Like, I want more games that look like that and have people emote like that. It felt That felt closer to, like, uh, I don't know, a Naughty Dog game than everybody else's freaking stiff dead Deadeye game. And more of that, please. Whatever that tech is, we're getting better at. Let's have more games like that. But anyway, the
1: only thing I really missed in Squadrons from the old X-wing Tie Fighter days mm-hmm. is when they did the the mission briefings in those old games. Yeah. They had the most satisfying sound effect whenever they were like showing a target. It was just like the like this cool little sound that it made during all the briefings up on the monitor. And now they do. Probably more accurate hologram business. And it's, you know, the shitty Star Wars holograms where it's like, what am I looking at? Yeah. Okay, I guess that makes sense <sighs> to me. There's no cool sound and I miss it. And people who played those games will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was cool. You all should look it up. It was a very satisfying old video game sound.
0: I'm going to see if I can find some of this here. There might be some.
1: Yeah, do movie. like a TIE Fighter briefing or X-Wing <sighs> briefing. and
0: Let's see. I found some flight. 6
1: uh. Here, a little bit. Now, now, a little,
0: whoops. Press F5, then
1: shift R. For your oh, this report. is tutorial. Yeah. This is before you actually take off in the ship. This is when you're in the little map room, and you got Mon Mothma or some weird Imperial guy being, <laughs> it, saying... We're going to be sending freighters after that. You're going to be... Blah, 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 blah. And it just makes a cool
0: thing. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah. So I, anyway, I've been playing that and it's very cool. And it made me think that they could do more of these smaller, uh, fo- more focused games as well. They don't all have to be giant epic masterpieces. They can be a shooter like this because that's really what it is. It's a it's a dog fighting game. And the multiplayer yeah. is fun. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, so what I want to see... Is I know what I want, but whether they'll do it or not, I mean, okay, here's what I want.
1: Okay, this is what you want. Okay, perfect game.
0: This is what I want. I want it to, I want an open world that matches the look, the feel, the sound, the characterizations, all of that stuff, story uh, writing, all that. I want that to match Star Wars, but what I functionally want. Is a lot like an Assassin's Creed or Mad Max, the first of 2015 Mad Max open world game, which was very adherent to the to the Mad Max lore, but made an amazing open world game. Like, I just want to do things in a world that match what that world should be, but I want tons of it. I'm a proponent of give me give me a map and have stuff popping everywhere and I'll decide what I want to do in whatever order I want. That's what I want. Like GTA style, like go do this mission or go do that mission or whatever. That's fine. But what I want is more like AC where it's like, all right, I got a main story and I can keep pumping away at that. But I just saw a dude who's lost his droid. I'm going to go help him find his droid and like side questy, tons of it, A, a map that I could bring up and go, oh, man, look at all this stuff I can do. I can do all of it or none of it. I can stick to the main story or do all these things on the side. I'm a huge fan of that. I love it.
1: Do you want single player? Do you want co-op? Or I want single player.
0: I don't care about co-op uh, or multiplayer at all, actually. I just want single player. Yeah.
1: See, I think I, I what I definitely want is a single player game because yeah. I know I'll play it. Right. But I can also see a world where they kind of divide the the shooterier Uh, abilities of star wars you know like you got a maybe you got a trooper in there maybe you got a sniper you got a bounty hunter um you know you got a smuggler and you got classes yeah because i wouldn't mind playing a multiplayer game in the star wars universe Uh, the reason i didn't play the division Mm. is because and i told you this i don't like games where your enemies are just dudes (laughs) like It feels dumb. Every single time it feels dumb. They don't want to offend anybody. So it's like, we're going up against the nation of Bloomblot and they've got (laughs) drones. So you're like, great. Well, it's going to be people. It's going to be people with like padding on. Yeah. And it's going to be drones. And that's what I'm going to fight for this entire game. And at no point is there going to be a werewolf or anything cool is going to show up or a giant, you know, snake. There's no Nothing. rank,
0: there's no rancor to fight in a cave. It's yes, just but dudes. you know what?
1: You put it on an alien planet where there's some weird shit going on, and yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Because then you can put stormtroopers in there and you shoot them, and it's one shot and their armor sucks, so they die. Yeah, but then you can have a big ATST and I go, Oh yeah, my blaster shouldn't kill that immediately in one hit. Yeah. Or, you know, or like you said, a Rancor. I don't look at that and go, this little hand blaster I have should more than enough handle this creature and I'll be fine. <laughs> like it it immediately makes that the combat encounters more interesting. And it puts me back in that mindset of, I would want to go through this world with my friends and do cool things. In it. Yeah. Uh, so it gets rid of my one problem with the division, which is just, I don't like fighting dudes.
0: Yeah. You don't want to fight other AI men. <laughs> <laughs> You just want to. I understand. I you know what? I totally. I'm I'm with you. Like the progression. See, here's why I'm excited. I think because the progression and the minute to minute and the gameplay in that game and the division two or one for that matter, but two in particular are really good. Like that. the The loop is good. It feels good. I like a third person shooter personally. There is co op. There is solo. There is a multiplayer mode that is just you killing other people if you feel like it. And there's plenty of PVE and, you know, it's kind of an MMO in a weird way. Um, that's this team. So this team apply that those skills to an open worldy game based in Star Wars. And suddenly you have what you're asking for, like you, you even if you just like do a direct translation instead of just shooting dudes with extra armor on them you are shooting rancors and stormtroopers that are on top of Banthas or whatever. Like, yeah. Think of any star Wars scenario you can. And there, and there's that, um, here's the other thing I hope for. I hope they adhere or, or focus on the ground war of, of star Wars. I don't care to be in space much. Like we can fly. I want to go to other planets and stuff that, that I'd like, like, let's go to lots of planets, but I don't need space stuff so much. I don't know why that I'm saying this. I just don't care. Like I don't just get me from Naboo to Tatooine and wherever else I want to go. And there's lots of stuff to do in those places and I can go there anytime I want, but I don't need to have space fights in between. Um, you can, if you want, I just don't think it, I think that every time they try to do all those things, they end up with like lesser, what's the phrase? Uh, less is more. No, master or, uh, uh, what the hell's the phrase something of everything master of none
1: jack of all trades is that it yeah jack of all trades master of none yeah that's, that's what, what i'm thinking of going.
0: i don't want it i don't want the thing to feel like a big watered down things like well this engine needs to be able to support both uh freaking complex space fighting and on the ground freaking in interaction with character to character or whatever that just doesn't work out the way that people always think it's gonna so For whatever reason, I just want to focus on, put me in, you know, vehicle-wise, let's have speeders and walkers and all the cool stuff that we do in a Star Wars game, but I don't necessarily need to have, you know, interstellar freaking spaceship bullshit.
1: No, don't try to do a full thing. Like, if you have a fun idea, emphasis on fun, throw it in there as a, you know, a moment for the game. Like, I think of Knights of the Old Republic and they weren't the best sections. Like nobody is like, man, Knights of the old Republic. I could do about 30 hours of swoop bike racing. That was just a blast, (laughs) but it wasn't awful that it was in there. And I think there was sections where you would be on like a space turret because it's like, ah, it's star Wars. You know, we're, we're flying in a ship. You got to shoot something with a turret. Like it's fine as a little interstitial, but don't try to do everything. You don't have to be everything, but I will say, um, My favorite thing in Assassin's Creed Black Flag and Odyssey specifically is, and it's such a weird thing. Maybe I was a sailor in another life. I don't know. But there's something about the feeling of getting on a boat and just sailing off to your next destination. And like you show up on an island and you're like, I'm here to solve all your problems. And you go, oh, you got too many problems. I'm going to just sail away and off I go to some other place. Like those games actually got me really excited about traveling from point A to point B. I never did fast travel. I always sailed there. And if a Star Wars game could get me excited in the same way, not that I have to experience light speed and all of that, but make it feel cool to go from planet to planet. I think that would be really neat.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I don't just want to teleport or load screen. What I would like there's there there's something between Mass Effect's lobby system, which was just choose a planet and then a little icon will fly there. That was never enough for me. I, that was I hated that. Yeah. I wanted more. Um, in what other what otherwise is an amazing game series? Like that's my least favorite thing about it. I just never felt like I was in space. It just felt like I was looking at a board. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to have to go. You know, I don't want Elite Dangerous between here and Tatooine either. So. Middle ground would be uh, you get a ship in the game and it's some small, you know, slave one style, whatever you're getting. And I want to be able to take off, have the planet go whoosh, disappear from me, have a heads up display come up and go, all right, well, I need to go to the whatever sector cause it's blinking over there and that's, I got to go to Kashik or whatever, click it. uh, You know, you do the star Wars thing with the, with the, with the stars that zip by and then, you're back, you're in, you're in that system. And now you just got a a target Kashyyyk and you're very quickly sort of turbo over there and very coolly and graphically come down to the planet surface and land. They do that. That's cool. Totally down. I'm down with that kind of travel. It doesn't have to take that long. And it's a, it's a great way to have that all feel right. Maybe you can hide some load stuff in there, whatever. But what I don't want is I don't want to just I love space Sims and I love flying all that stuff's great, but I kind of want to do that in a different game and yeah. I just want to get to the planet in this one.
1: So that's, you don't want to do hold it. the stick to the right while you just kind of fly in a big circle, chasing somebody. E- to
0: exactly. Shoot it. I don't need to be doing that. There's, there's a time but and a place for that, but this isn't it.
1: I, if they do give me a slave one uh, to fly around in, I do need to be able to drop sonic bombs. Oh, yeah. I will not accept being in that ship and not be able to drop a sonic bomb. Yeah, I understand. The
0: sonic bomb that, is uh, it's a right, not a privilege.
1: It is possibly the coolest thing in it's that and going to hyperspace through a giant star destroyer. Pretty cool moments in Star Wars.
0: I agree. Um, anyway, we'll see what they do. This is very early. They're just doing a hiring ramp up for this. I'm sure there's plenty of uh, conceptual plans and stuff already in place or else they wouldn't have announced it. Um, but it's coming. So watch for that. And then we got a whole nother thing. And you're like, man, if they're going to work with Ubisoft, who else are they going to work with? Well, it turns out Disney's uh, and Lucas Lucasfilm Games is what this is called specifically. They're willing to work with Bethesda, who is now owned by Microsoft. Uh, Bethesda announced with Todd Howard and I forgot the other guy's name, but they're both going to helm this. I don't know what that means for the other Todd Howard games. I guess he's everywhere at once, whatever. Anyway, they're making an Indiana Jones game and the way they introduced it was a teaser trailer with a table full of Indiana Jones looking shit and maps and stuff. And then finally a hand reaching down and grabbing a whip and taking the whip out of there. And, and then that's all she wrote. Um, it's, uh, it's looking like, you know, it's, it's Indian is prime. It's let's punch some Nazis era time. Uh, we don't know if it's an Xbox exclusive or that is to say Microsoft exclusive given that they would put this on PC and Xbox at the same time, because they now own Bethesda. So so there is a little bit of a cloud hovering over it saying, Well, how exclusive is this? Will PlayStation get it? Is the question because PC will, Xbox will. Those are guaranteed given who the owners are here. But will yeah. PlayStation get this game? I don't know. No idea.
1: Let's no idea. See.
0: That'd be a hell of a thing to hold over them. And I would bet Disney would prefer every pla- every platform to get it. Wouldn't you think? I'd think so.
1: I mean, I'd think so, too. But, you know, who knows in the world of deals? But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's an Indiana Jones game. And Indiana Jones, if you look it up, has a surprisingly good pedigree in video games. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they do all right.
1: Like, he's had a lot of titles and a lot of really good titles, yeah. too.
0: There's a couple of really good adventure games. There's an excellent arcade game when I was a kid called. Uh, it was for Temple of Doom, and maybe it was just called that. Uh, Might have been just. Temple oh, of I Doom. put our bit. The quarters I put in that machine, dude. Jeez. Louisa's.
1: I remember the PC game uh, for uh, Raiders of the Last. Uh, no. What's of the, the last, last arc. The last Crusade. <laughs> Uh, it came It came with the journal. Uh-huh. It came with uh, the, the journal that that whole movie's about. I thought that was the coolest little pack-in you could possibly have. You could flip through it. You could see all the stuff that was in the movie, plus a bunch of other stuff about the Ark. Not the Ark. Holy Grail. Jeez. Yeah. Getting them all mixed up. Yeah. But I, I loved it. Uh, the... The uh, Atlantis one, I can't remember its full name. Yeah, was there was an what Xbox was one too that was uh, that was also really good. Yeah. I remember playing there. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones makes for really good video gaming.
0: I agree, and you out. wouldn't. I don't think you'd have. We we you could argue we wouldn't live in a world with the Tomb Raiders and the and Nathan Drakes without him. Like those games, you know, lift pretty heavily from the source material that is Indiana Jones. I um, mean, you could argue Indiana Jones lifts straight from like Alan Quartermain, but go ask your great grandpa about that. I guess you know what I mean. Like this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is the time we live in. Uh, the arcade game, now's by the way. Ta- oh, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say now's the time to get outraged that uh, Alan Quartermain <laughs> getting ripped off. <laughs> A really prevalent fight to have. Yeah, it's really in 2021.
0: Yeah, it's the time we want we really need to get that one solved. But um so the eighty-five was the year this arcade came out, or arcade game. It was called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, uh, just like the movie. And I'm gonna play a little bit, it's just so I can have some nostalgia here, because this is gonna freak me out. I put so many quarters in this game. I found a long play here. Oh, even that sound. I think they had the guy going Calibur. Kalima Jack welcome. Oh, we Kali will rule the world. Oh my gosh, dude. Wow. You have no idea how much I love this. I was so into it.
1: This doesn't look good now. Oh. <laughs> 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 I was so into it.
0: Oh, that's oh my giving gosh, me I did feels. play this.
1: I didn't realize it until I looked at it. I played that.
0: Yeah, it's so totally good. Did. And it had like quests in it and stuff. It was like free the 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 captives. Oh, there it is, right there. Free the captives to delay Malo Mala and and then you'd fight him, and he'd do the same thing where he he'd they had these horribly digitized voice samples from the movie, and oh gosh, dang it, it was good. Anyway. Uh, yeah, long line of good games. They could, I mean, the question has always been, man, while, while Nathan Drakes and the Nathan Drakes and the Lara Crofts of the world keep taking all the thunder of your freaking treasure hunting, you know, uh, swashbuckler style, whatever, is there room for an Indiana Jones game? Could it actually happen? And I think maybe now's the time. Maybe it's a good time yeah. for this because, uh, there's well, no Nathan Drakes going on.
1: It's machine games doing it and, they do your uh Wolfenstein games, uh, which are let's just call it what it is, batshit crazy. Yeah. In a really fulfilling way. And yeah. I think that they could do some really cool things with uh Indiana Jones. I mean, I don't obviously I don't want him to go that far. I don't want Indy getting his head ripped off and sewn right. on a different body and you know <laughs> like some truly bizarre things, but like they're willing to go some crazy cool places. And I, I, I am curious if it's going to be a first person game or not. Well, see, that's the question. I don't really picture Indiana Jones as a shooter.
0: Yeah. I don't either. Like first person whipper, what the hell is that? And his gun use is limited. You know, he shoots, he shoots sword guys as a joke. He doesn't really shoot a gun very often. Um, so I don't know. To me, it seems more like a, third person uh, thing you might want to do you can still make it actiony it is that's the one thing that threw me a little bit was the developer not that they're not capable and and this is one of the problems when you find out who a dev is like like uh division 2 or these guys your mind immediately says oh well i know their previous games so therefore this new thing must be something like that and that's not necessarily yeah. true a good example of that is um uh you know coming off the heels of titanfall uh, one and two and then um, Apex legends and then the star Wars redhead guy game. Those are, they, it felt like, Oh man, well all they do is shooters. So we're screwed. This star Wars game is going to be a sh- not screwed, but we're, this is going to be a shooter. It'll be first person. And it wasn't, and it was nothing like a shooter really. Like it was a totally different kind of thing. And that's not something we're used to them doing. So I'm keeping a very open mind about both these devs. In terms of what they may bring to the table, yeah. Um, but that Xbox ex- exclusivity question is a big one, and uh, my be- here's my bet. My guess is Microsoft is planning on having some Fallout or uh, Elder Scrolls stuff that you can't get anywhere else, and they'll throw a bone here, and this will go everywhere. That's I think interesting. Happen. Yeah,
1: because see, I would have thought it would go the other way. Mm-hmm. I would have thought they keep this exclusive but then they kind of cave on the elder scrolls but
0: Possibly but here here's here's what I would ask I you know. then I would say if this was if they were calling all the shots then yes but this is this is Disney calling half the shots or more That's true. And I feel like they they are less willing to lock something down into a certain ecosystem even though technically the Microsoft side is a little more free that way. Cause you, you would get simultaneous PC releases on all PC stores and you know, a physical box release and all that other stuff as well as game pass. Oh, that's the other thing. Will this be a game pass thing? Probably. I think
1: so. I think if they're making it, I think that's the, I think that's the intent. Brave we'll new find times, out. Man. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't know what they're going to do. You yeah. know, Microsoft is certainly in a weird spot where, a lot of attention is going on PS5 because that's where all the exclusive titles are. I think they do need to find a way to shore up their exclusivity a bit if they want to be more prevalent in the conversation besides just a really great machine to play games on. Mm-hmm. Um, and this would be a good way to do that. But I think you're right if they're allowed to.
0: Yep. Yeah. Time will tell. We'll find out soon. Hopefully. I f- I'm worried these games are way out. Like, I want to live long enough to play them, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want them to come out in 2028 or some b- bull crap like that. Like, let's get going here, okay? Let's yeah, the
1: artifact Indy finds is me waiting for the game.
0: There you go. What if this game? Ooh, good one. The wraith in the chat. What if this game is so good and so big that the solution is Microsoft forces Sony's hand to offer Game Pass as a subscription service on the PlayStation at the very least for stream games. And that's how they get it. It's not going to happen.
1: I don't, I don't know if this is the game that does that, but yeah. I don't think that's a crazy prediction.
0: I think that sounds crazy, but maybe it isn't. I, there are things I thought sounded crazy. that are happening right now. So
1: I mean, it's a, it's a, everyone wins kind of thing. They, if Sony puts it there, they, They, in theory, keep people just on their platform, in their ecosystem, doing their thing. Yes, there's money going to Microsoft, but there's money that would be going to Microsoft anyway if they were doing an exclusive and, and Sony wasn't getting it.
0: Yeah, even like, if it was time. I
1: can you know. see a world where it happens. I don't know if it will. I just don't think it's an insane prediction. It's, especially it's, not these days.
0: Like there, and here's the other thing. I just want to stop for a moment and realize or, or, or remind ourselves that we now live in a time where you and I can safely look forward to licensed property games with positivity. That didn't used to be the case with anything. You once in a while got the Aladdin side-scroller for the Genesis and SNES that was a great game. Uh, For no good reason, it was great. like It was just really well-made, and there's a good platformer. But 99% of the time, from the 8 and 16-bit era all the way up through early 360 PS3 zone, licensed property games, games based on movies, TV, other properties like that, sucked. By default, they just were shovelware, garbage, poop. It was enough for you just to go buy your kids the cars one game and shut them up, right? Yeah. But not now. Like now, there's so many things. That it's like, like I've never once stopped and said, "Oh, you can't make." No one makes good games based on movies. Yes, they do, or other properties. Like those two Spider-Man games are two of the greatest open-world Spider-Man games ever made, even open-world in general games that are on Sony's platform. Those are amazing games. Uh, that wasn't always true. I mean, there's some good early Spider-Man stuff, but for the most part, superhero stuff, all that stuff's been just thrown to the wayside, but goth, the Gotham Knight or the, um, what's it called, what are the Batman ones?
1: Uh, Arkham, Arkham Knight. That's Arkham night, Arkham asylum. Yeah. The
0: Arkham seen. games are again, proof that you can do it right. If you just give it to the right people and do the right thing and invest the right money. So, I, I just mean, like Batman the
1: changed the world. Yeah. Like almost any video game that has a fighting system uses Batman or at least pays homage to it in some form right now. Yeah,
0: Oh, that's true. Uh, I was talking about the Mad Max game earlier and that fighting system on the ground where you fight individual war boys and stuff. It's totally totally pulled from that. <clears throat> and it's fine with me. <laughs> it works. Yeah. It's like a really good fighting system. But um, anyway, I guess what I'm saying is we don't have to. I don't feel like I have to worry that much <laughs> about this. Like, and maybe it'll be bad, but they just don't do that anymore. Like, the studios take it really seriously, and for them to put out a game that is like straight up just bad is not. You're not going to see that. Those Battlefront games, like Battlefront Two, especially in the shape it's in now, it's that's a great multiplayer shooter. It's very fun, um, really well made game. But when it launched, the controversy wasn't whether the game was good. The controversy was loot boxes and microtransactions. Yeah. Um, But the game was good and business decisions aside. I don't think they, they we're never going to see just an outright flop from, from a star Wars game or from this Indiana Jones game or anything associated with Disney. Now they may get too careful with it again. That's a different issue, but we're not going to see shovelware garbage. And I like living in a time where I can, my fandoms can be properly represented in gaming compared to how they used to be because it used to be yeah just abysmal man.
1: <laughs> it's true. I've they been playing really games long
0: enough. It's like
1: ruff. that Aladdin game though was quality. It's it was one of the good. first video games I ever beat.
0: Oh really? That's great. I I beat yeah. it as well. I played it on Genesis. That was back in my. I was fiercely Genesis fan back then. Me and, too. Uh, I played on the
1: <laughs> Sega Genesis? Yep.
0: <laughs> I was a huge fan of that version. Played it, beat it. Um the the I must said Donkey Kong. The um, What's it called? Lion King game was also good.
1: It was, but it had that can't wait to be king level with the monkeys, and uh, that was a nightmare.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. That was pretty bad. You
1: got to roar at the right monkeys, and then they would <laughs> throw you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did. I beat Lion King. I actually played Lion King on the Sega CD. I played the Sega CD
0: version. Oh, that had good sound on it. Yeah. That's that's how you knew you had a, a CD game. Is it was exactly the same looking,
1: but <laughs> yep. it had
0: a really good sound and maybe some really bad intro video that you couldn't get any other way.
1: Oh yeah, some really cool cutscenes. There's a, I think it's Spider Man versus the Kingpin. I think I sent you the video one time yep. of a full playthrough and just said. Go crazy because the cutscenes in this thing are really good, yep. uh, and it's the same deal. It's the exact same game as Genesis, but it has really awful cutscenes with full dialogue and all of that.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, awful in a really great way. Yeah, uh, I
0: miss that era. Spider Man's
1: was- never looked or sounded better <laughs> than that. It's
0: such a experimental time. Uh, like the CD will go down to me as one of the one of the great leaps forward. Not because how do I explain this? Like they they need it needed to happen. Somebody needed to make a stepping stone in that tech range, and they did it. And it and it didn't do much to move move the needle or solidify Sega's permanence as a console manufacturer, but it did these things that nobody was doing yet. I still hats off to it, man. I loved it. It was bad, but I loved it. It was great. NHL 94, greatest hockey game ever made. Guess what's better? NHL 94 on Sega CD because the crowd's going and you can hear their "Eh, eh, 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 eh," and it's not some 16-bit shit processor doing it it's freaking CD quality audio and I loved it
1: you know what's so funny is all my friends made fun of me they're like oh yours has loading times I was like (laughs) it sounds good
0: (laughs) that's right they had loading times compared to the cartridge yeah, th- that wasn't a great feature, but you know, whatever. We took what we had. We had Sewer Shark, so f off is what I say. <laughs> yeah, that thing's cool. Sewer Shark, badass game. They should make. I'm saying it now. You're looking for v- like VR properties. Make a make That's a real Sewer Shark game, and I mean like re- I don't mean just take the old stuff and remaster it. I'm saying make a game where in VR you're in the sewer in some cool vehicle thing. And taking out rats and shit that's in the in the sewer. I'm telling you that would be that would be so
1: cool. (laughs) (laughs) They had here's my favorite Sega CD thing in the entire world. They had a Jurassic Park game on there where your goal was to collect eggs. All right, was the whole goal of the game, and it was like kind of a point and click adventure game in Jurassic Park but my favorite thing in that game is that if you went into the visitor center with a rock and you hit the computer that uh you know this is a unix system i know this you hit that computer with the rock yeah the entire visitor center explodes <laughs> and there's a complete cutscene of it like falling apart burning down and exploding it's incredible i love yeah.
0: it yeah i uh <laughs> i'm trying where was that where could i have played that was that a Sega CD game? I think CD it's
1: game? Sega CD only. I think that was the only place. I don't think I got that one.
0: I was super into like... Oh, someone in the chat said, does NHL 94 not on Game Pass... Or sorry, EA Play now as part of Game Pass? Yes, it is. But I'm pissed because the version they used is the cartridge version. I don't want that version. I want the one with the sound. And it's not huge. They could have done it. Lamos. They They picked the wrong version. Anyway... A small couple notes. If you were hearing us talk about Battlefront 2 going, oh, I really wish I'd have picked that up. Good news, everyone. It's available for free on Epic right now for this week. It's their uh, free game of the week. So if you want to get that on PC, it is absolutely free today. If you have Game Pass Ultimate on console, you'll be playing that there for free already. Or when EA Play hits the PC version of uh, Ultimate, it'll be there also. So watch for that. Also, Jedi Fallen Order uh got new current gen upgrades, which is interesting because I think that game already ran really well.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it looks great.
0: It looked amazing. I, uh so I didn't think they were gonna do anything with it, but that's really cool. They they did that. They upped its graphics for free. For free. So go play that. That's also on Game Pass if you have Game Pass Ultimate. All right, John. Let's uh let's now that's it. I mean that's it. That's what's going on. Yeah, Star Wars, a lot going on. All the stuff from my childhood matters this week. Um, these these games uh, are being made in Star Wars and Indiana Jones stuff we grew up with and loved. I'm watching a bunch of Looney Tunes for no reason on HBO Max all the time in the last couple of days. I feel like a kid on Saturday morning in his dumb underwear, watching cartoons with a blanket on and a bowl of cereal and uh, messy hair and all that. <laughs> these are weird things to remember, but I'm I'm excited to be surrounded by nostalgic moments like these. Now let's talk about what's modern and new. We are playing games this week and um, it's interesting. The I dropped back into a couple of favorites with the new video card. You'd think I'd jump straight to say, because you know, I haven't really given it a full shake yet, but you'd think I'd jump right to uh, Cyberpunk and go, all right, show me your best here, RTX 3080, see what you got but I haven't done it yet because I heard about their patch they've got coming. They did some video saying here's why things went bad. We,
1: we didn't talk about that. They basically short version of it is they came out. They said, yeah, we know we bungled the launch. We want to do better. Mm -hmm. We're sorry. Mm -hmm. It's on us. Um, they did kind of own it. They did sort of explain what happened from their perspective. Um, you know, take it take it for what it is it's it's an apology you know whether you're going to hold them to account still or not is up to you right uh but they did say that a new patch the first of a few patches would be coming within the next 10 days
0: right which is good uh the only problem is they were also supposed to have some DLC in the pipe already or getting close to it and that got delayed
1: uh, yeah
0: as a result but i would much rather have this patch um and that's what i'm waiting for so basically uh, you know, the, the thing that everybody's got right now that would truly push potentially, I guess, push your card to the limits, um, is this game, but I'm, I'm going to wait for that patch, I think, cause not that I'm not that worked up over it. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I am too. Before I give it another go, I just have, it just has a few too many issues for me to really sit down and enjoy yeah. at this point.
0: But I do look forward to that day and starting a new character and just going to town on it. And I'll be out of the hype bubble and the fallout and all the stuff. It'll just be like any one of these controversial launches. I can settle in on my own terms and just not think about everybody else. And we'll see how it looks then. So instead, I played a whole bunch of a couple of other games. One that got patched uh, recently and I had to see the changes. And that is uh, Shipbreaker. Or I'm sorry, hard space colon shipbreaker, which we've talked about on the show before. It's still in early access. It's on Steam. Um, an already beautiful game runs even better now on this card. And uh, they keep adding stuff. They're, I think they're getting close to launch. It smells like it to me. I know their roadmap still has some stuff, but the, it just feels really good right now. Anyway, they I just, bought
1: it during the sale. Oh, you I did. Played, did you? It yet, but I picked it up.
0: Oh, you got to tell me what you think of this game. Yeah, Tell me if I'm crazy or not, because I don't know what it is, but this is like my favorite like sink into it and sort of Zen out game I've had in a long time. Um, for those who don't know, here's the basics. You um, you live on Earth. It's the future. There's some there's talk going around that this is set, even though they don't have the rights to say this, but they set it in what would be the home world universe. I don't know if I buy that, but whatever.
1: Didn't I see an article saying that they were allowed to set it within the can, home world can they, universe? Can they though? That, that they were given the right to set it? I don't know. Who knows? Um, Pretend like it is or isn't. It's up to you.
0: Let me find out where this says shipbreaker and even home world three does. Yeah. I can't, I can't find confirmation quickly, but there was some talk of that. Uh, oh, here it is. A game set in the home world universe. Uh And then there's arguments on on the Steam forums about whether it is or isn't. So I think it's still not totally confirmed. But anyway, I could see it. I still don't buy it, but I could see it because there is kind of a similar tone to everything. But the idea is you live on Earth. There are no good jobs left. If you want a job, you got to go live in this freaking space station that does nothing but just take derelict ships apart for scrap and for salvage and sells them and makes a bunch of money, pays pays down the debt that it costs you to get that job. And then rinse and repeat and better ships, more progression, There's skills and those skills get unlocked by doing the jobs and the jobs get more complex and more dangerous and things like that. There's a mode that originally was the only mode, which is a timed mode where everything is timed. It's real great for people who love speed running stuff, but not really my jam. Uh, some time ago, they put out a patch that basically let you skip, not have that if you don't want it. So there's no timer if you don't want it. You can just do it at your own pace. And that's how I play it. Uh, I hate timers. But anyway, that's the game. It's a big 3D world. You're floating around and kind of, you know, dealing with the physics of space in your little space suit. You've got a big laser cutter. You're cutting ships apart, trying not to blow, blow them up first, trying to salvage, like, reactor cores before they explode or don't bump any walls before, you know, you drag it out with your little tractor beam. Uh, All the while, you got, like, space trucker music in your head. This is just kind of playing in the background and the guy once in a while, you get a little advice from a guy. Hey, now just so you know, this here ship was found on the West side of the moon. We don't know what or whatever. Or whatever. I guess there's no West side of the moon, but anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The West side. Uh, and you like, I had a, I got an alien ship, which I'd never seen before today. I got a ship oh. that was uh, mysterious and all this still listed as medium difficulty. I'm like, well, I'll give it a shot inside were these like weird Metallic parasite things that the guy goes. Well, we could burn them off or try to salvage them, but I, I don't know. I think destroying them's the right thing to do. So I'm like, whoa! They've added a ton of shit to this game that I didn't see the first time through this. Um, that's some. So that's some of it. And that was all very mysterious and weird. I got a lot of weird sounds in that ship and it's alien stuff. I ended up almost dying though, so it was kind of bad. But anyway, now they've got these big freaking freighter monster ships with like containers. You know like containers that you'd see on a container ship that would yeah. then fit on trucks and be driven around ships are just covered in like shipping containers and like they're way huge and long big big freightery things and there's now um uh um how do you call them? that uh, demolition mine things that you attach to the larger stuff that you can't cut with the laser and you know, position it just right so it doesn't rupture anything and then back up and you can set off like five of them at once and they'll blow off these nacelles and you can save the nacelles and then throw the scrap into the burner. And anyway, it's a very cool game and I already loved it. I think this update's really rad. So I played a ton of that. If you're sitting around going, is Shipbreaker worth the money? It absolutely freaking is. It's so cool. I love it.
1: Now... Um, Yep. I know that they might be tied to a universe and maybe as a result, they don't want to mess with the lore. Yeah. But you know, what would be really cool is if they, uh, licensed, if property is licensed, they're licensed to them and you could break down X wings or the starship enterprise or, you know, something crazy. Like. it's
0: really cool. Yeah. It'd be
1: really cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, you get a couple games like that, like, uh, that viscera cleanup crew where they got the rights to, you know, you're going to go clean up the murder house from Halloween or, you know, something like that. Uh, if, if people did that and they brought in famous ships and stuff like that, I think that could be really neat. Yeah. It's
0: pretty, it's a pretty cool concept. I don't, maybe this is, um, I haven't checked. Maybe it supports mods, maybe through the steam. What's it called? Steam workhouse, steam maker Workshop? workshop. That's the word uh maybe this supports that maybe somebody made a Battlestar Galactica that you could take apart although they'd have to shrink it because it because the station's not that big but but yeah like (laughs) like that's possible sure why not um I'm just just continually impressed with it it's it's just my jam and some people have asked is it just taking apart ships and that's it I'm like no there's like a huge progression element here like you're trying to rank up in your um, your salvager uh, licenses, which lets you take on bigger, more complex, more profitable ships, and you can choose to just stick to the quests. Basically, you get a quest every time you do a work work order. The work order is like ten things to do, and once you've done those things, you can just get out of there, or you can scrap heap everything and try to salvage everything, get all the money you can. Um, there's a a race mode that goes that's for it's basically like a, a weekly or I think it's a weekly where everybody gets the same ship and you go see how fast you can do it. And then there are leaderboards for how, who who's winning that. So it's just like another way to play it. It's just a rad game and I'm really into it. So I'm playing that and I've, it's never been so smooth. It runs beautifully. So there's that. I also started playing XCOM two war of the chosen again.
1: Uh, Have you played it before? The war of the chosen version? Oh yeah. Never,
0: never this far in or uh, sorry. I've been this far in, but never finished. Like never really pushed my way through that entire campaign. Uh, I think I'm going to this time though. It's so good. It is good. It's really good. Like the, mm, I XCOM three needs to be a thing and it needs to be soon or, you know what the
1: mechanics of those, uh, is it, I think, are they called the chosen? Like the big elite guys that show up every yeah. now and then where it's got like the nemesis system from Lord of the Rings. Yep. Uh, that stuff is so good. Yeah.
0: It's really good. It's a hell of a thing. I, I, I mean, I don't know if three even being worked on. There was apparently some job listing for 2k who, where they said something to that effect that, you know, help us take the XCOM series to the next level. I don't know what that means. But it could mean a sequel. It could mean them trying to do a shooter again or whatever the crap that thing was (laughs) that they did. I don't know. But I I love that game anyway. I just always drop in and drop out too quick and move on to something else. Not because I... But right now, I mean, clearly, the last couple of weeks would tell you from what I've been talking about on the show, I just want to play turn-based strategy games right now. I'm just into it. I just want to play. I want to play. I want to take turns. And I want to shoot shit. And I want to do it. With a turn instead of real. I don't want to do real-time anything right now. Yeah. I just don't. Unless it's a ship I'm taking apart. And then maybe I do. Can't do that in turns. <laughs> anyway, XCOM 2 is amazing. Uh, then, oh, I stopped playing Immortals only temporarily because it's a long story. But the room where my TV and Xbox Series X is is currently occupado because my son has got a job offer in Minnesota and is moving there on the 21st. He's driving out there. And because he's in the middle of trying to sell his or sell his lease for his apartment, he's not in that apartment and he's showing it every day or as often as he needs to and staying here every night. And so that room is just a mess and full of his <laughs> shit. And I can't, I can't sit there and focus on my game until he's not here. And it's not that I'm not wishing no. him gone. I'm just, I'm excited for the day when it's like, all right, well the, the living room's back. Where's my controller? And I can plop down and and keep, Trucking through Immortals because right now I'm,
1: let, I'm not. Let me playing. ask you yeah. we talk about Fargo a lot. Yeah. How do you feel about the location now that uh, you've rewatched <laughs> all of Fargo? <laughs> well,
0: yesterday Kim goes. She goes, all right, here's the map he's working on because they have a whole travel plan, what hotels to stay in. They're going to be in Grand Rapids, not Grand Rapids, uh, Rapid City for a bit and some other places. Anyway, she goes, yeah, right here's where they'll stop in Sioux Falls. And I went,
1: you can't stop in Sioux Falls. (laughs) Don't go there. Did you hear about the massacre in Sioux Falls? There was a massacre in Sioux Falls. Aliens showed up there. There
0: were aliens. And there was uh, Hansi (laughs) went crazy, killed all these people. He was real bad. Uh, And, and. Kim goes, knock it off, because she just saw that season with it, so she knows. But, yeah, like I can't help but think about it, because, you know, I love Fargo, so whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'll get back to that. And then I started today, I cracked open CrossCode, uh, which showed up on Game Pass, I think a while ago. I just forgot it was there. So this is like a 16-bit-looking uh, dual-stick not really dual stick. I mean, it is dual stick, but it's run around and, and kill stuff in the vein of like a 16 bit era action RPG. Yeah. Um, And it's the world itself is supposed to be an MMO, but you're not playing it like an MMO at all. You're just sort of, it's got the trappings of it on the outside of it, but really it's like you're infiltrating a real world thing. It's, it's got a little bit of play ready player one kind of vibe to it sort of, but not really Anyway, I uh, just started playing that today. It's that's pretty great. That game, that game's cool. And I'm only, I don't know, a little way. I'm 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 and in enough to know that I really like these dungeons. I like the the uh, puzzle elements and the physics and the uh, a lot of the puzzles have to do with you understanding like trajectories of bullets so that I can flip certain switches and stuff like that. There's a Zelda quality to it a little bit in that way. The the dungeons are you know. Well, I got to get that platform down. How am I going to do that? Okay, if I go up here and ricochet off that, oh, okay, that'll do it. Brrr, here comes the platform. Now I'm to the next zone. It's like that sort of stuff in the in the dungeons, and then the overworld is sort of this weird fake MMO where you're sort of learning what your place is in there and stuff. Um, it seems neat so far, so I'm going to keep at it. I almost got it on Switch, but someone told me that it's got some frame rate issues there. And then you're better off playing it on PC. And then I noticed it was on Game Pass, and I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do then. So, nice. I'll keep messing with that. It's a weird thing to play on your 3080, but you know, let's just.
1: Hey. Whatever. You know, you're going to play all kinds of games.
0: That's right. You're going to play everything. John, oh my gosh, you got Teardown. So did I. What do you think of Teardown?
1: I, I like Teardown. tear is cool. cool. Yeah, that game's cool. Uh, so yeah, I, I wanted to play something new because I filled out what I played and it was the same thing as what I played for like the past four weeks. Uh, so I was like, I got to play something new. Uh, I got all these games. Let me play something new. And I, I booted up Teardown, which is this game where, you know, you're given these objectives in a world that's a little Minecrafty. Everything's a little blocky, but it looks a lot nicer. Uh, and everything is fully destructible. And, you know, you're given a sledgehammer... You're given a, a spray can, so I immediately drew a dick on a wall because that's what you do. And uh a yellow dick you know, too.
0: By default a yeah, yellow dick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Big old yellow dick on a wall, because yeah. that's what you gotta do. Sure. Um and I I really like it. It's a really cool game. Um I haven't gotten too far into it. I've just done, you know, maybe five or six uh missions in it. Uh but I'm having a great time. The only thing that bums me out about teardown is that, uh, so my, my wife's son came in and watched me play a little bit of it. And he is super into it. This game is a hundred percent what he wants in a video game. Oh, i bet. Ev- everything about the game is exactly what he wants. Big voxels
0: um, and, and destructible environments and, and playground kind of, uh, world to sort of just mess around in. It's, it's, it's a Minecraft kid's dream, this game a little bit.
1: Yeah, but it won't work on his computer and it doesn't, it's not on any consoles. Right. So, uh, that's a bit of a bummer because immediately I was like, look, we got to get this game for this kid. You know, he's going to want to just sit there and play this all the time. And I get, it's a small team and all that. It would be nice if everything could be ported, but it doesn't, it doesn't exist on any of the new consoles or the old consoles. Uh, it's a PC only release so far. And so it's just a bummer because he would love this. He did. He watched me play it for a really long time and was just drive that into that, pick that up, do oh, this yeah. with this. Like, you know, he just, he absolutely loved it. And I, I, that's how i am the little kid in me was just like <laughs> you know driving with a crane with the crane sticking straight up so it just takes out everything as yeah. i'm driving through it yeah. uh, is very very satisfying
0: i'm really into the voxel look of everything it's not um it's different you know people might think we're talking minecraft kind of look it's not it's different it's it's chunky but it's not Minecraft chunky. It's uh, a different kind of chunky. And in a way, you know what? This, this confirms to me that, you, that you're really going to like um, Shipbreaker because these two games satisfy a lot of the same itches for me. Um, yeah. There's just sort of a puzzle to, all right, how am I going to do this? How am I going to destruct this wall without making it impossible for me to go up these stairs and then blow this pipe up without exploding it and killing me and everyone around here or setting off alarms or, or whatever? There's a lot of that same kind of vibe. Uh, to both these games, and I am not surprised that you liked this. I'm, I'm, and I'm glad to hear you played it. Was it on yeah. sale too? Did I miss a sale? It must have been a sale.
1: Uh, yeah, it was on sale for their uh, Steam's big holiday sale. So That's I picked a- it up uh, at the same time that I picked up uh, Shipbreaker.
0: So- oh, gotcha. All right.
1: Yeah, you're, you're, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really cool. It's a, it's a neat little game. I'm yeah. curious to see what they do with it.
0: Yeah, there's, there's more work to be done. I think some, I think the overworld map could use some help. Um, p- tracking objectives and knowing yeah. what direction to go is a little tricky. Um, just a little, some stuff around the edges, but it can be refined and turned into something really special. I think
1: they also they put a lot of time limits on things mm-hmm. and. I would argue it's it is tuned in such a way that is it requires you to be very effective at how you do things. Yeah. I think I'd rather see, you know, like maybe a silver, uh, you know, bronze and gold ranking type thing to earn something because, uh, you know, there there's a mission where it's like, OK, steal two cars and then there's a bonus objective to pick up these documents as well, but there's an alarm on everything. And once you pick it up, you've only got like a minute to get out of there. Mm -hmm. And so you have to do a lot of pre-planning on, okay, well, I'm going to, I won't set off the alarm if I bring this over to here. And it's a lot of busy work and it's kind of fun in a puzzle sense. But I also think that there would be fun to be found in that freedom of not having to worry or be stuck to just a one minute time limit.
0: Yeah. The timer missions are my least favorite. I hate those. Um, yeah not interested i like I do like how the 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 maps get reused, so you'll do the first run through it and it's like a relatively simple thing and their security's low or whatever and the next time you go through it there's locks on the gates now it's like they they're reacting to what you did um, yeah. and it's harder to get in there and I like waking up and seeing your little voxel news tv telling you about the horrible crime that you committed during the night and gotten all the insurance money for or whatever <laughs> like there's some really cool stuff around the edges that if i think i think if they just keep pushing i think it's this one dude so when i say they i think this guy um yeah. keeps pushing he can make something really special out of this game the other thing i wanted to say about it um is just how beautiful it is for a game that's made up of just a bunch of voxels like it's if you stand back, you don't know that you're looking at the simplified geometry. It's a like the lighting's amazing. It's like weirdly beautiful in it's weird way. I don't know. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It really, you, you get kind of taken aback by how good it looks. And then when you get up close to everything, that's when it becomes apparent that it's all made up of little cubes. Mm -hmm. You go, Oh, right. This is just a game of cubes. (laughs) But from a distance, they, uh, it just looks like a good looking game.
0: Yeah. It's weird and very cool. I'm glad you played that one. I also, there's something really satisfying about the fire extinguisher effect. Uh, yeah. It's just like a fuzzy. That's
1: weird. <laughs> it's weighty. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not just the mist that comes out. Like it's yeah. lobbing something.
0: It's very cool. Chat room keeps saying satisfactory. I have that game. That game is great, but that's a very different game. Satisfactory is like, how do we, what do I compare it to? it's like Factorio, but that's (laughs) Factorio is 2d Satisfactory is 3d. They're essentially the same game. Um, but what are they like? They're like a game where you, they're like the real game of Minecraft, not the open, like create a mode in Minecraft, but like the people that got to go start with a tree and work from there. That's what satisfactory is. And it's cool. That's a cool game. Don't get me wrong, but this is a very different thing. Yeah. Uh, you put in your usuals here, Warcraft. I did want to make one comment about Warcraft.
1: Um, okay, good. Cause I think you're going to, at least if I'm guessing <laughs> off of your tweets, I also did this and I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. So,
0: well, I'll tell you the one thing I did. I played my, okay. So I went and leveled Gurp cause that felt like a crime that he wasn't leveled. I did that, got him to 60, uh, ran their alternate leveling thing. That isn't the story. That was interesting. Um, that all worked fine, whatever. And got GURP to 60 and then started into the end game stuff and then got to the mom and went, Oh, I don't want to be here ever yeah. always. And so I kind of immediately <laughs> fell off of that because I got really spoiled by the, the mount that I get from the Druid. And I went, back, I went back to the Druid. um, my other problem right now is a fixable problem and it's not too horrible of a thing but I think that Torgast is um not giving enough it's not giving me enough to spend all that time in there Yeah uh, and I need to be able Did to you, save. Was, mid, are
1: you talking mid. about regular tour gas that actually rewards you with something or the endless corridors, which is even longer and rewards you with nothing?
0: I can't do that one because it's because of that. <laughs> and, and it's not even that so much as if I had four hours to sit there and not move and, and hope that the servers don't let go or my connection doesn't blip or anything like that. If that game let me save in a run, I'd be talking very positively about that because I'll just do it when I have time. But it doesn't do that. If you log out while you're in Torgast of any run of any kind on any of their, the twisting new one, whatever, you're screwed. You're out. Everything you did was a waste. So it's just, I don't know, man. There's just, I know there's some stuff that can be done because there's the big part of me really likes it. But making it longer and less rewarding isn't the answer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so. I honestly don't even mind the longer because to me, that is kind of what I wanted Torgas to be. Mm. I wanted it to be this kind of long thing of like go until you hit your limit and here's a lot of powers and a lot of ways to make yourself really cool. That's that's what I want, but I don't want to do it for nothing. Right. That's a lot of time and a lot of effort to come out and go. I did it. You know, it has rewards, but not. That first layer didn't. I picked up a companion while I was in there that, you know, wh- whatever. I have a new guy at my adventure table I can use. whoop de doo Sweet. Uh, but that's what I got for, like, two and a half hours of effort. Uh, and it wasn't easy. Yeah. Uh, there were times where it got pretty challenging. Mm. So, I'm with you. Torgas, I, I don't think what they have is necessarily bad. I just think they need to find a way to make it more rewarding. I there is not a thing in this game that asks more of you for less than Torghast. Well, in um, a lot of
0: ways, it, this is a game in its beginnings that 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 pioneered uh, rewarding gameplay in a progression based game. Um, you know, a lot of people look at Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare, the first one in 07 or whatever it was and that was that was groundbreaking cuz it brought this kind of thinking into other games but progression is blizzard's middle name so the fact that they can't find a the the right balance in here is weird to me like i don't know why this isn't a done deal <laughs> like why this isn't just like oh when i go in there at least i come out with a ton of gold or at least i come out of there with some potential upgrades to just some of my secondary gear or at least something or, or even just more soul ash or something. But right now <laughs> yeah. it just feels like I go in there and if you're doing a really hard one and you die, well, you just, you got nothing and you spent two hours doing nothing.
1: And that's, Oh, it bad. was so much. And I got out of it when I finally finished it, I got out and, uh, our, our friend Ted semi and raid leader said, Hey, you want to come raid with us? And I said, well, what are you guys raiding right now? And he's all, we're doing normal mode. Our first attempt on the first boss, we got him down to 7%. So we're going to beat him. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I want to. I want to yeah. I wanna do the raid. I want to see it. But my hand hurts. <laughs> Because I have just been doing Torghast for two and a half hours. Yeah. And it was demanding and it was grueling and I didn't get anything for it. Now I'm grumpy. Yeah. So I I said, no. I said, I I want to, but no.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because all you get, you really, all you got was vendor trash for that run. That's what you got.
1: Yeah, anything. I got a, like I said, I got an adventure companion, which I guess just has a chance to appear in Torghast in, in general. But that's it that's all I got that's
0: all you got if you got the level 8 or whatever it is you could have gotten that mount that works in the mob but that's uh I mean that's it
1: so that's the thing layer
0: 8 yeah layer 8 everybody
1: layer 1 consists of 18 floors <laughs> yeah, I got bad. through the first 18 floors of Torghast layer 1 if I get to through the last 18 floors of layer 8 then I can get a mount for the maw
0: yeah and that's and that's the thing. I just think you should be able to do anyway. I don't know why we're not mounting in there. I just don't get it. Like I don't think it. I know it's small ish, right? But it's also dangerous as shit in there, and yeah, I, I, it's miserable. I, I I ruined myself by playing that that druid first because I got so spoiled. I just couldn't do it after that.
1: So well, after one this, thing you can do. This isn't gonna make it good. Don't think I'm about to give you a tip to make it enjoyable, but okay. better. Okay. Uh, as your druid, you can rep up with Venari and unlock permanent account upgrades for fast travel options. So you could, on the one that can get around easily, do the quest to buy the items. When you, when you look at her inventory, it'll say permanent upgrade. Yeah. That applies to your full account. So if you oh. do the thing that'll teleport you across the map, you now have that on GURP even though you unlocked it on
0: your druid. Did not know that was account wide. I thought that was per character. That's that's actually pretty good. But they need whistles back. They need there's a there's other stuff. Like yeah. right now, they the flight points in all of the zones are too far apart. The world quests are fine, but let me the travel's a problem. It's just a problem. And going from zone to zone, it's like well, get on it. Finally, okay, I'm at a flight point. Sweet, let's take. The long way around to get to Oribos again and then back out to the other zone I'm flying to. Like, it's just inefficient and weird. And uh, I hope they I hope they tweak some of that stuff. And it sounds like they got some big stuff coming. Uh, Ian Hazacosis today, or some site reported today that they've got some huge spring update coming. That's like full of new things to do.
1: And well, shadows. yeah, we got Blizz gone in a month.
0: Oh, right. A couple days. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Everybody keeps saying... Hey, Scott, did, uh, did the calm before the storm slash world of Warcraft, whatever people talk to you about doing something? I'm like, no, no one's, no one's talked to me. So I'm not saying they need to, I just don't know why everyone thinks it's or thinks I should have been called. No one's called me. Have someone called you? Has someone talked to you? No, no. Okay. No. I mean, look, I've been at this for a while. They're probably like, whatever, but, uh, I don't even know what's going on. Everyone keeps talking like there's some big thing happening. I don't know what's going on. So maybe I'll I'll do my own. Let's do our own. Let's do a frog pants based thing. Uh, uh,
1: Blizzard is definitely doing one in a month.
0: Yeah. We'll do it around that. We'll just do a frog pants thing. That's happening for sure. Um, All right. Where was I with this? Oh, uh, no, that's it. That's the games. That's what we played. Anything else you want to add? I've been playing
1: Pokemon Go and Immortals Phoenix Rising, which just continues to be a joy. I love that game so much.
0: It's so good, right? I love it. Yep. I need my
1: clock. 100%. Anybody who spoke ill of that game, I don't think gave it the proper attention. That I game is just a joy.
0: I agree. And if you know what I should do, <laughs> I should just buy it on PC so that I can do, cause it does full cross save the way that uh, Valhalla does. So I just have to be logged in uh, to the Ubisoft connect thing and it, and it cross saves between the Series X and my PC. I should just do that so I can keep going while I don't, yeah. have, a, well, I don't have this couch because the couch is not mine right now. It's annoying <laughs> the hell out of me. Anyway, so there's that. All right, moving on to this. That's a good question. Oh, you know what? Before I play this, though, sorry, that was a, that ill-advised. Ill- um, we did get another mashup from Jamie. I'm going to play that now and then I'll do our email, okay? so So sit back, John, enjoy this. This is a mashup put together by TMS Mashup's own Jamie, who uh, likes to make these. This is called the John Joke. Okay. I don't know what that means. We're about to find out together. Do you have any guesses? I'm not
1: known for making jokes, so this is... (laughs) I don't understand. Well, I don't either. I made one, apparently, and this will be about it.
0: This is his joke, everyone. Sit back and enjoy two minutes of the John Joke. They can suckle at your ample teat. They sure can. Yep, (laughs) Love that term, suckling at my ample teat. I assume ample means generous and available, right? It's up to the task. I think, I think like, ample actually just means, like, sufficient. <laughs> I think you're right. So you're like, ample tea would be, like, enough to qualify. All right, yeah, so no, the would say uh, sufficient breast. That's how it would go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, what we need is wiener sliders. You're right, Aloria. for real mm-hmm, in the chat true. room. It's missing wiener sliders. Big mecha wieners is what we need. <laughs> Do you want mech wiener one or mech wiener two? Medium, small, or large. And then you'd have to, you know, what are you measuring of the ampleness, right? Right. There are many dimensions to a breast. Right. Your ability to latch onto it being number one. Mm-hmm. The, baby's the baby's having trouble latching. You walk into a room and have no idea how you got there. <laughs> what? what?
1: All of a sudden you look around and you're just like, huh. <laughs>
0: Shift you up before you go-go. Got a thing stuck in your
1: ho-ho. Do-do-do. I hate when I have a thing stuck in my ho-ho. I know. It's hard to reach. Uh,
0: Oh, that was burpy. All right.
1: Well. Oh, hey, you're ready now.
0: Yeah. made room. However, male lactation seems to be common only in Dalek, excuse me, Daek fruit bats. Let's see. Both men and women. I didn't see that episode of Doctor Who.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where the the Daleks were lactating. They
0: were lactating. Must lactate,
1: lactate. 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 Ha <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, are those tissues for when I cry? Or are those tissues for, like, some pervy guy when he plays with his meatballs? No, it's for when you realize you are a beautiful girl, too. In oh. addition to being a, an okay. awesome, wonderful, <laughs> handsome man. Okay, then. I don't know if Yoda ever had a last name either. And Maybe they don't. They're a, they're a species without last names. I have no idea. Oh.
1: Uh, he did. It was Le- Yo- Le'ihu. Shut up.
0: <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We have to end the show now. We can't be here
1: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> joke up it was uh, really no, dumb and no. i messed it up on top of it
0: it's hard to do because you can't remember yoda yeah lehi-hu. that was really terrible thanks everybody it's been a good run and uh <laughs> we'll start a new podcast soon don't worry
1: i don't know where the john joke part is. was that the joke that was must have been it that you didn't it had something to do with yoda lay
0: okay now now i yeah. get it well I done don't, Jamie. i don't know it's good stuff he does great work uh big thanks to him
1: What's amazing is through that entire thing as I was hearing it, I was yeah. sitting there going, oh, did I miss an episode? Because I definitely wasn't a part of this conversation. And then I'd talk. Yeah. And I was like,
0: it's like you oh, were there, I was dude. there. You I commented there. on it. Yeah. That happens to me sometimes, especially with his mashups. <laughs> I'll play a thing and go, I didn't say that. Or I don't remember him saying that. And then I'll reply to it in real time. And I'll go, oh, I guess I did say that. Like, I don't, I don't know where that stuff comes from. It's weird podcast long enough and you start saying shit you don't remember that's how that goes all right moving on to this that's a good question we got an email this came to us from nicola nicola i guess or nicola nicola i don't know says this hey guys first of all i love your show and i hope Bo is doing well and could someday be back on the show he almost was today but he had an appointment tonight so uh we're, we're hopeful for next week as well anyway he says, I really appreciate hearing someone talk about mental health in such a public forum. Every time somebody does, it makes it feel a little less taboo. and makes others feel less afraid to talk about it and seek help. I agree. Uh, On to my question. With everything happening with the Cyberpunk release, you guys talked a lot about expectations we have of certain developers. For example, you always know Naughty Dog will release a polished game, but we shouldn't have been surprised that CD Projekt Red released something janky. So I'm wondering... If you had spent 60 bucks on a game and the only thing you knew about it was the developer, which developer would you pick? For the sake of argument, let's take Nintendo out of the mix since I know how many of us uh, will buy most of their games sight unseen anyway. I think that's a good point. Uh, here's his answer and then we'll answer it. He says, uh, "There is a time I would have said Blizzard or Bethesda, but they both had a lot of issues lately and I don't have that much trust, that much trust anymore and I'm more nervous than excited for games like Starfinder Elder Scrolls six or Diablo four. I think I need to go with super giant. They're not a big AAA dev- developer, uh, but everything they put out is polished, unique and fun. I really hope they put out something with a bigger scope. Next an action RPG from them would be amazing. Nicola. Well, I mean, I would actually agree with him on that last paragraph.
1: Yeah. Blizzard um, took the best answer for themselves. They were but, like, you got an easy answer and we're going to deny you. <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. The thing is, Blizzard still, when they relaunch a game, it's usually pretty done. Uh, their, their issues these days are a little more around the edges of, like, what are they anymore? Who's in charge? The creative vision has shifted. Um, do they have it in them to make, you know, mega blockbuster perfect games anymore? Like, those kinds of questions. But, you know, I still can't name a Blizzard game that came out that was broken. Like, they don't do that. Um, yeah. Bethesda, on the other hand, especially the last couple of years, plenty of problems. Uh, that 76 game, Fallout 76 is legitimately like uh, people like that game. They are like, that is a Fallout game now, and it is great. People should be playing that game. Why aren't you playing that game? But first impressions matter, and that was a rough deal out of the shoot. So they're a good example of somebody who maybe you know needs to earn some of that trust back. But as far as like anyone else that he didn't mention – Oh geez, uh, probably Clay Entertainment or Cle. That's however you a good one. It. Yeah, they yeah. never make crap again. They're small, but they're not, you know, that small. Um,
1: I've got a weird one. It's not gonna set the world on fire, but uh, for Axis Games, uh, I would yeah. feel confident if you just said, "John, next for Games project, are you gonna buy it?" I'd say, "Yeah, probably."
0: Yeah, that's a good point. We're talking about.
1: You're going to get either a civilization or you're going to get an XCOM. Yeah. I think that that's a good
0: one. That's a good one. But are we, I feel like we're maybe running out of these examples. Like there used to be more. It used to be like, if we lost something in the patchable world, uh, back in the day when you had to put out a, a game on a, on a console, you had to make a cartridge and they burned a million of them and there was nothing you could do about a bug and, and so you you worked extra hard to make sure those bugs weren't there and the games were less complex. And I'm not saying I'd rather live in a time where we don't have patches, but maybe we lost a little something there. I don't know. I don't know. I think about that sometimes. But, um, yeah, if I if I had to pick anyone else, it would be like, uh, who, who always makes stuff where I just like?
1: I mean, I think you could still even say, this is going to get some heat, but I think you could still say Blizzard. I think there's still companies you could say now you might not get their best work. Uh, certainly I think Warcraft three remastered, which the chat is pointing out. Yeah. If I got Warcraft three remastered from my mystery game, I'd be pissed. I returned that game. That game was garbage. It was bad. Uh, and I'm not excited about Diablo immortal, but by all accounts, that game's seeming to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and, and chat's even saying for has had some clunkers. Yeah but I would feel confident that whatever I got, I would have a good time. I may, it may not set the world on fire. Uh, I think naughty dog is another one. I like almost every game naughty dog has ever made. I might actually like every game naughty dog has ever made. So, uh, I think they're out there. I think a lot of times though, we think, well, it's gotta be the game. That's just gonna set the world on fire. And, you know, I think there's plenty of game companies out there that put out consistently good to great video games, yeah. um, and that maybe don't get a ton of attention for it. I I actually feel that way about Supergiant. I've loved every single one of their games, but Hades and Bastion are the only two that I played all the way through, mm. uh, extremely heavily. So, you know, I I think there's a few out there.
0: Do you ever play? But uh, I think as
1: these companies get bigger too, I think they make decisions that. Put them in situations where that's not as easy to do. Do
0: you ever play Way of the Warrior from uh, Naughty Dog back on 3DO? Do you remember that?
1: I didn't. I didn't have a 3DO. <laughs> it's a.
0: It's who a f- who
1: it's a f- You had a 3DO? Oh
0: yeah, hell yeah. Okay, um, I was gonna
1: say I don't know anybody who had a 3DO.
0: <laughs> I did. Me and my buddy uh, Andrew both had one. We we bought into it, man. We were sure that was gonna be the hot new thing. <laughs> and um i'm
1: they- sure i <laughs> asked for it but my parents told me no
0: yeah they probably said no
1: uh
0: this game was uh a fighting game and it was in the kind of i guess the vein of mortal combat it was it was um uh not motion capture what, what, do, you, what do you call it? not rotoscope whatever it is the, oh the technique i
1: have use. seen this game yeah this game is a magnificent game
0: yeah well in by yes by the turn by the by magnificent what you're talking about is the same reason you say that that horrible sega cd spider-man thing is good like it's that <laughs> yes yeah it's just kind of but this is so early this is like what like 90 i don't even know what they, they've they been around for a while they've started making games in 89 if you can believe it naughty dog did. oh my god yeah and most of it you haven't heard of, but, uh, way of the warrior is a real poop shoot. It's uh garbage. I mean, the idea of it was, Hey, mortal Kombat's popular. Let's make one of those. And the, how fonts, hard can it be? They said, yeah, that's how bad. How truly bad can it be? Turns out pretty bad. I played this. It's, it's terrible. Actually the only good, there were two good games. I'm sorry. Three good games on the 3DO that I played. And those games were. Uh, the first FIFA game that was in 3D was awesome. We couldn't believe how cool that looked at the time. Uh, So there was that. The uh, Road Rage was real good, mostly because it had Chris Cornell singing and stuff in it. Yeah. (laughs) So that was cool. And then... (laughs) It helps
1: everything. Yeah,
0: it helps everything. And then the other one was that top-down... Oh, shoot. I always forget the name of this thing. It was top-down. You had tanks and airplanes and helicopters... And it was cool, and I don't remember the name. And it played like Flight of the Valkyrie music the whole time. Wish I could remember.
1: Oh, I can't remember. I do remember this? I think I played a demo for that game because I I remember playing a game where it was just nonstop Flight of the Valkyries.
0: Yeah, and that was PlayStation also. So you may have played it there. Um, or it showed it, it. It launched on 3DO, came to PlayStation later. Like if I do a best 3DO games, I'll bet I find it. Um, let me just do a quick search Uh let's see here it's got to be a list right uh, best 45 games of all time oh geez this is huge okay let me just oh my lord boy some of these are really really ugly dude <laughs> oh Return Fire that's it Return Fire okay 1995's Return Fire amazing game I'd play that now they need to make a cool new engine version of that and I would play it it was great Very cool game. And the whole time it was was just like, you know, straight out of Apocalypse Now or whatever. It's very cool.
1: You want to do something real cool? Here's my recommendation. Uh, So just type 3DO ad into image search and just look at all the magazine ads for these old video (laughs) games. I could spend an entire day just looking at old magazine advertisements for games and systems,
0: especially in the nineties, man. Like
1: what were we doing?
0: <laughs> There's some real bummers in here. Oh, look at that one. New game. No rules. Oh, that was the, that was the gold star. Cause gold star was making a version of the three D O and that one had a DVD player in it, which the three D O did not do DVDs. Or maybe it was music. I don't remember now. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Free 3DO software guide. Reviews for Road Rash, Shockwave, Who Shot Johnny Rock, and Patank.
1: (laughs) I like this one. It's not a 3DO ad. It's a Hudson Soft Nintendo ad, and it just says... Just don't smile when they say you're grounded. And this <laughs> picture of the Game Boy and a bunch of games for the Game Boy.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's really dumb, too. There it is, chat. There's a 3DO. I had one of those under my, under my uh, TV, under my tube television. And I thought it was cool. Seemed all right at the time, but not so much. It's kind of dumb. Anyway, whatever. Video games. That's what I do. I, I, I get sucked in. I get suckered into these these ideas, including Way of the Warrior, the worst uh, Naughty Dog game ever made. Truly, the naughtiest of all Naughty Dog games. Oh, I just watched yes. somebody get like murdered. Oh, and then there's a guy's face. All right, get away from that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, there you go. That's it for uh, emails. Thank you, Nicola. I think we answered his question, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And we found some developers. And I think John's right. Like, you may not you may think that you're nervous about Diablo four. You shouldn't be, uh, you be, should be more nervous that, that it's going to get delayed to hell because they don't put it out until they're sure. That's what you should be nervous about. Like the good old fashioned blizzard. Nervousness is about delay is not about quality. It'll come out just fine when it comes out in some future thing. Oh, you know what's weird. I did this the other day. Um, I don't know my daughter's calling me. Uh, I did this thing the other day and this isn't political, but you know, we had that attack on the Capitol and all that. Mm -hmm. This is a weird thing to think. Maybe I'm weird. Uh, My thought was there was like uh, five people died. Um, One guy in particular was in his mid forties or early fifties or something like that. And I saw his picture and I said, this is the thought that came to my head. What if this guy was somebody who was super all into this mess. Okay. He was way, you know, obsessed or whatever and did and went out there to do his thing and got inside and whatever. Um, but what if he's also a guy who was super stoked to play Diablo four?
1: Oh, it's. I
0: know it is sad because that's now ex-
1: that's extra sad. It is. Extra I don't know sad. why it makes it sadder. It doesn't change anything really. Like no matter who it was, it was somebody that had aspirations for something. But yeah. I think oh, the reason that it's really sadder <laughs> than, than made me extra sad. I
0: think the reason it's extra sad is because he, I mean, there's, there's a feeling that he threw away his, ch- you know, that, that was, he chose to throw away his chance. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't think yeah, he went out that right. day thinking he was going to die but and like anyone does and i understand that there are people that are going to die in a car accident between now and when Diablo 4 comes out and they were excited about the game too but isn't that a weird thing to have pop in your
1: head like i just thought i think about that though every time a movie gets announced i'm i'm at that point where i'm like well i think we'll make it to that
0: <laughs> it's not i don't know if it's good if it's healthy like i don't know what it is but I do sometimes, I'm known to quantify things like that anyway. Like today we, on TMS, we were like, the country is like 245 years old or whatever it is, our country. And that's just 200-year-old dudes in a row plus a 45-year-old guy. That's not a
1: lot. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? That's a really interesting way to look at it, but yes. Some kid
0: yeah. was born, lived, died. On that day, a baby was born, lived 100 years, died. And and this is true. That's actually, there would be multiple examples of it, but somebody did live to 100 and die. Someone else was born, lived to 100 and die. And now we got a 45-year-old guy walking around. That's as long as we've been here. Yeah. It's weird to me. The whole thing's weird. So that's where well, I think I mean, these thoughts are just coming it's into my head. It's one of
1: those things when they would talk about, you know, certain uh, certain people, certain government officials, and their and they would talk about how their father was a slave or something like that, yeah. and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> when I was in school, they presented this like this was ancient flipping history from forever ago not i could find somebody whose dad was in this situation like that was always the thing that put it in more context for me because you will, it, it always feels like it was an eternity ago i wasn't alive then so wasn't that law it was forever ago we've come so far but then all of a sudden you're like wait a second yeah this is <laughs> uh, this is not that far back we haven't we may have progressed but it wasn't that long ago
0: no it's a weird feeling if you start thinking about it too hard. So I recommend don't, but yeah, I hope that guy, I, <laughs> what do I hope? I hope, I hope Diablo four is good. That's all I'm saying. That's the entire <laughs> yep, point.
1: That's the moral of this story is a long way to get there, but yeah, I hope Diablo four is good.
0: This is the entirety of my point is that, geez, I hope Diablo four is good. Uh all right uh that's gonna do it for today's show thank you all for joining us as always if you'd like to send an email in like that dude did you can talk to the core gmail.com is the address talk to the core at gmail.com send them in we'd love to read them uh also you can help us out at patreon.com slash core show as i mentioned earlier in the show and for everything else you're looking for it's all linked over at frogpants.com slash core and if i might just uh, promote something for another show we do uh there will be dungeons is starting a new uh seasonal campaign uh we'll see what that actually ends up looking like at the end of it but it's new characters uh, a new story right now uh kyle ferguson is doing dm duty and it's already gone places so you guys are going to want to check it out it's pretty rad it's uh there will be dungeons.com for more details john anything to add before we go
1: uh hey everybody you know go out there be responsible because you want to find out if diablo 4 is going to be good
0: there you go do be careful because diablo 4 is going to come out you want to be here for it okay yeah don't go
1: all aviator and lock yourself in a room and you know drink your own pee but you know live responsibly
0: (laughs) yeah because you may not if you do that too long you won't live to see diablo 4 either so either extreme is no good find something in the middle we'll see you next week